We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Will Levy, recorded at Equipus Church in Eden. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. Very good. Great to have my amazing mother and father-in-law here. You know, they just completed their first half marathon yesterday. Still in a killer time. I'm not going to say what the time is because if I ever do a half marathon, I'm sure they would beat me. So, but it's always great to have them. Uh, just awesome. Awesome. How are we doing, church? We good? Who's enjoying that beautiful weather? I've heard last week was a bit average. Uh, no? Oh. <laughs> Did you just lie? <laughs> awesome. Hey, tonight we're continuing in the name of Jesus. Um, but I, I seriously, I know I say this often, but I don't want to preach too long. Uh, I, I really, I'm praying that Jesus has come and moves. I'm going to be preaching through some scriptures that we've already talked about. But uh, you know, just because some people uh, don't come to the morning service, some people only come to the night service, I think this is important. And so I want it to flow over the entire church. And so again, um, if you've got your Bibles, uh, grab your Bibles, open it to John chapter 14. Um, I'm sorry, guys, I didn't tell you I was going to put this one up, but you probably should have the slides because it is our main text for this passage uh, the series of, of, of what we've been preaching and teaching and when it comes to the name of Jesus. John chapter 14. If you've got your Bible, it starts in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. And then count 1 to 14 and you will find it. Chapter 14. It might not come up. If it doesn't come up, it doesn't matter. I will read it for you from verse 12 onwards. It says this, I tell you the truth. This is the words of Jesus. Good old joke because it's written in red. It's too old, wasn't it? Just no one laughed. All right, I can handle that. Does some of you guys not know that Jesus? Oh, anyway, all right. It says, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. I don't know about you, but when you read the Bible, there's a whole lot of scriptures that, that we read and you're like, are you sure? Because this is an amazing scripture. Because it says that if you ask for anything, um, it's, it's, it, who, let me just find it, the middle of this. It says, I have done, uh, well, I'll just, just read it again. I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works. Even greater works. Like my mindset just says to me, Jesus, you're God. How can we do even greater works than what you've done? You're the best. You're the, the, you're the top. No one can beat you. You're, you're above everyone else. The Bible tells us you're the, you're the head, not the tail. You know, you're, the, the, you're the beginning and the end. You're the creator. You're the saviour. You're, like, you're all powerful. You're all present. You're all knowing. You're, help me, Jesus. Help me try to figure out what this means. And then it's, I think the clue is this. 
is it says this, because I am going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. I think I'm now starting to understand why we can ask for anything in the name of Jesus because it has absolutely nothing to do with us, which is great. Amen. Who's glad that someone's healing has nothing to do with, with me? Uh, well, it has everything to do with the power in the name of Jesus, and it has everything to do with giving God the glory. Uh, I said earlier, we prayed for Oliver, but I didn't heal Oliver. I prayed for him. We prayed for him. My father and my mother-in-law prayed for him, and we saw a miracle happen. And what does it do? It brings glory to God. That's pretty awesome because everything that we do when we're preaching or when we're praying for people, what is it to do? It's always to bring glory to God. It's always to point people to Jesus. If it ever becomes about a person or, or me, we're in a whole lot of trouble. But you're in a whole lot of trouble. Uh, I pray everything gets pointed to Jesus. Our hope and our salvation is in Jesus. Let me tell you, I will probably let you down. But Jesus will never let you down. And so John chapter 14, we can ask for anything in His name. Which is awesome because there's power in the name of Jesus. We live in a world that needs miracles. We live in a world that needs breakthrough. We live in a world that we've got to pray and believe and ask for anything in the name of Jesus. Who's got something they need Jesus to come through and break, break a miracle open into tonight? Colin, I, th I think all of us should have our hand up. There's something that all of us can be believing for Jesus to bring a miracle. And I pray tonight that, you would, that something in our spirit would say, hey, you know what? Tonight I'm going to ask. Tonight I'm going to ask. We've gone through this series and we talked about Acts chapter 19, about how some people, uh, they tried to use the name of Jesus in the in incantation, basically in their witchcraft. Or in, in they used it as a, as a rhyme or, or a riddle. They didn't really use the name of Jesus in the appropriate way that the power, with the faith and knowing that the power of Jesus would move. And uh, we, over, we saw that the, 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 the unclean spirit or the demon overpowered them and beat them up and left them butt naked. Who knows that's a bad experience? It's not a good day. Uh, but I, I think sometimes though as Christians, we can feel like that as well. We can feel like, hey, man, I've been praying and I've been believing and I, you know, I've been believing the power, but we've felt, been felt, we've been left disappointed. I want to say tonight that I believe God wants to restore that disappointment. I don't believe that He's a God of disappointment. I believe that He's a God of so much more and, and everything. And I believe tonight that God wants to uh, re renew faith in our hearts. Amen. Awesome. Well, I want to. I want to. I want to read from John chapter eighteen. So, if you were in John chapter fourteen, you're not too far away. And and. If you've been in church a little while, you'll know this story. You'll, you'll, know, you'll know it because it's Peter. And I alluded to this this morning about how, how Peter denies Jesus three times. Who, who knows this story? Throw your hands up. I'm going to keep you guys putting your hands up tonight. A lot of us know this story. If you don't know the story, that's okay. 
because we're going to read it tonight and then you'll know the story and you'll, you'll feel included. So it's all good. Um, and and this, is, this is amazing because if you turn back in your Bible a little bit further back, where is it? Uh, to John chapter 13, Jesus predicts Peter's denial. And because and, I like Peter, I really do like Peter. He's the passionate one. He's the one that speaks before he thinks. Anyone speaks before they think? A lot of, I sometimes. I'm, just not, I'm not even going to ask you to put your hand up. Anyway, in, verse, sorry, in John chapter 13, verse 31, it says this. As soon as Jesus left the room, Jesus said, The time has come for the Son of Man to enter into his glory, and God will be glorified because of him. Once again, I love the heart of Jesus. It's always about bringing glory to God. And since God receives glory because of the Son, He will soon give glory to the Son. Dear children, I'll be with you uh, only a little longer. And as I told the Jewish leaders, you will search for me, but you cannot come where I'm going. So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. um, Should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Um, Simon Peter asked the Lord, where are you going? And Jesus replied, you can't go with me now, but you will follow me later. But why can't I come now, Lord? He asked, I'm ready to die for you. Jesus answered, die for me? I tell you the truth, Peter, before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you would deny me three times that you have ever known me. I I like Peter because I think all of us can relate to Peter just a little bit because surely, I don't know, maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but isn't Peter's answer, probably most of us uh, would have the same answer. I think in our heart, genuinely, we love Jesus, right? There's something in our heart that goes, I love you, Lord. I will do anything for you. Right, and I, and I understand that. I think we're, we're, we know that Jesus loves us. We know that He died and He rose again. And we know that we're free from the power of sin. We know that we're, we're gonna ha- enter into eternity with God. And we love Jesus. We love Him. And I think, you know, I think we'd all have the same response. I'll do anything for you, Lord. But then Jesus just turns around and He just says, oh, thanks, 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 Peter. Um, but by the way, tomorrow you're going to deny me three times before the rooster crows. Here's the thing tonight is, is I think the rooster has crowed in everyone's life. And I, I know there's been times in my life where I've denied Jesus. And I'm not saying, I'm just assuming, but I think maybe we've even, we could even feel, say we've felt like there's been times in our lives where, where we haven't st- stood up or we haven't uh, verbalized or we haven't, we've shied away. And, and I think this is okay because, as again, I said this morning that the, the devil has a mandate to steal, kill and destroy. His job is to put fear into our hearts. His job is to put doubt into our heart. Man, if Adam and Eve got given a hard time and they messed it up, I think you can have, give yourself a little bit of a break. All right? But, and I think, you know, when it comes to Peter, I think we can relate to him. 
I think we can all, but I know that I genuinely know and believe that we all want to do well for God. We all want to give God our best. But here's the thing, I've, and I've named this, I don't really name things weirdly. Oh, actually, I do, don't I? I? Come up with those random words. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Generosity. Anyway, um, uh, this, this message tonight is it's time to roast the rooster. It's time to roast the rooster. And so hopefully you'll understand it. Because I don't know about you, but have you ever had situations in your life that, that you can just remember? Like you've, maybe you've had a bad experience at a restaurant and then that night, unfortunately, you've been ill and you've had food poisoning. And then you're like, I, I'm never going to go back to that restaurant again. Anyone relate to me, relate with that? Uh, that may have happened recently in India for me. Anyway, let's keep going. Um, maybe you've had a different experience that, that, that you remember and then it, and it, and it, it, it just gives you something that you just don't want to go there again. Maybe, you know, um, maybe there's been a, a traumatic event in your life and, and suddenly you don't want to do that anymore. Uh, suddenly you're like, hey, I don't, maybe there's a car crash. You're like, oh, I don't want to get into a car anymore because that's brought a traumatic event. You know what I mean? And so I think for Peter, I don't know about you, but I reckon for Peter, every time a day-to-day common object at that time crowed, it would bring fear, it would bring doubt, it would bring disappointment, it would bring hurt into his life. I believe that the devil likes to try and set up roosters in our life. He likes to set up day-to-day things that just tell you you're not good enough. It tells you that you, you don't meet Jesus' mark. It tells you that you, you know, you know, you, you're unable to do what He's called you to do. But tonight, it's time to have rooster for dinner. Amen? I really believe it. And so let's turn over to John chapter 18. And it says this and from verses 15 onwards. Simon Peter followed Jesus as did another, the disciples, that the other disciple was acquainted with the high priest, so he was allowed to enter the highest priest's courtyard with Jesus. Peter had to stay outside the gate. Then the disciple who knew the high priest spoke to the woman watching the gate, and she let Peter in. The woman asked Peter, you're not one of the man's disciples, are you? No, he said, I'm not. Because it was cold, and he had uh, the household servant and the guards had made a charcoal fire. He stood around it warming themselves, and Peter stood with them warming himself. It goes down, verse 25, it says this. Meanwhile, as Simon Peter was standing by the fire, they uh, asked him again, you're not one of his disciples, are you? He denied it, saying, no, I'm not, second time. And so, but one of the household slaves of the highest priests, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, asked, didn't I see you out there in the olive grove with Jesus? Again, Peter denied it, and immediately a rooster crowed. I think we've all got times in our life, and this is not to get us down because we're going to get to the good bit in a minute. There's times in our lives where we just feel like we've missed an opportunity. We missed an opportunity to minister, or you know how you have a conversation with someone at work? And you like you just go, oh man, I just wish I said I could pray for them. Yeah, you know, I just wish. I wonder what would have happened if I just said, oh, you know, 
Oh, well, this, do you want me to pray for you about it? Uh, and, and we go through that experience and, and then, then you feel like, I don't know about you, but then you feel like a loser. You feel like a disappointment to God. You feel like, ah, you know, but the great thing about it is Jesus doesn't think you're a loser. Jesus knows what you're going through. Jesus has got an answer for you. And the great thing, the answer is food. Amen. Amen. Grab your Bibles, turn over, keep turning over. Just to 21. And so Jesus has gone to the cross now. He's bared the weight of our sin and he's died and now he's risen again. And he's sitting on the shore of, the, of, of Lake Galilee and he's there and Peter and the disciples are out in the boat and they're fishing and he, he again tells them to put the nets out on the other side and, and there's this conversation going on. And so from verse 6 of chapter 21, it says, then he said, or he calls out to them, fellows, have you caught any fish? No, they replied, verse six. Then he said, throw out your net on the right-hand side of the boat and you'll get some. So they did and they couldn't haul it in, in the net because there was so many fish in it. Then the disciple, Jesus loved, said to Peter, it's the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on the tunic for he had stripped for work jumped into the water and headed to shore. The others stayed with the boat and pulled the load, loaded net into the shore for they were only a, about 100 yards from the shore. When they got there, they found breakfast waiting for them. Sorry, when they got there, they found breakfast waiting for them. Fish cooking over charcoal uh, fire and some bread. Bring some of the fish you've just caught, Jesus said. So Simon Peter went aboard and dragged the net to shore. There were 153 large fish, yet the net hadn't torn. Now come and have some breakfast, Jesus said. None of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Then Jesus served them the bread and the fish. This was the third time Jesus had appeared to his disciples since he had been raised from the dead. After breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, Peter replied, you know I love you. And then in feed my lambs, Jesus told him. Jesus repeated the question, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said, you know I love you. Then take care of my sheep, Jesus said. A third time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt that Jesus had asked the question a third time. He said, Lord, you know everything, you know that I love you. Jesus said, then feed my sheep. I tell you the truth, when you were young, you were, you were able to do as you liked. You dressed yourselves and went wherever you wanted to go. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and others will dress you and take you where you do not want to go. Jesus told him this to tell him the way that he was going to, to die. This passage of Scripture, many, many people have preached on it. Many people have teached, thought through it. They teach through what the word love means. They teach through uh, that, you know, they say, you know, Jesus denied, I'm sorry, Peter denied Jesus three times. And so that's why Jesus asked Peter three times, does he love you? And all that. I reckon tonight, just real simply, is, is that, that Jesus just wants to have breakfast with you. He just wants to sit with you. When we say, God, you know, I'm struggling on this. I've got a fear in that. He just wants to sit with you. 
He just wants to spend the time with you to go, you know what? Hey, can we eat some fish? Can we, can we talk about this? Can we, can we just be friends? Because that's what Jesus is about. Jesus is about relationship. Jesus is not about perfectionism. Jesus is about someone who loves you through the thick. He loves you through the thin. He loves you when you say yes. He loves you when you say no. He, he's, he's, he's for you and He's not against you. It's the devil that will try to come and bring lies and he'll try and tell you that you're no good and he'll tell you that you can't do this and he'll try and tell you that you can't do this. I mean, look at Moses. Moses even had a hard time. He was like, oh, Lord, choose someone else. Choose someone else. He's like, oh, I can't even speak properly. I've got a stutter and, and, and all that sort of stuff. But that's what the devil tries to do. He tries to put doubt and he tries to put disappointment into our life. I believe it's just simply about sitting with Jesus and knowing who he is. But I reckon the most passionate thing, the greatest thing about Jesus in this conversation is, is yes, is, there's words for love. And yes, there's three times Jesus is, is, is saying things back to him. But the greatest thing that I hear in this, in this conversation with Jesus is that Jesus is just saying, hey, I trust you. Because he wouldn't tell someone to do something if he didn't trust them. He said to Peter, do you love me? He's like, yep. All right, cool. Can you go and do this? I'm commissioning you again. Don't worry about the, the denial. Don't worry about the disappointment. I believe in you. I, I, I believe that you can do this. I, I believe there's people here tonight who need to hear this. I believe there's people who have, who have lost heart, who, who even just have just been walking the the railroad of Christianity, and, and that's, a, that's okay, but there's, there's, there's this, like, this challenge of faith. You just feel like you're a little bit abandoned. You feel like even you've lost a little bit of heart. But I want to say that just, it just takes breakfast. It just takes breakfast with God. It just takes taking a moment of time to sit and sit with Him, and he'll, He trusts you. He's like, just feed my sheep. Oh, that's, do you love me? Cool. Feed my lambs. I trust you. I trust you. I believe God trusts you tonight. Where's the worship team? The worship team can jump up, please. The name of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. And I know we've, we've preached on this now for four weeks. And a lot of us are getting stirred up. And I pray that there's faith in this room to know that there's power in the name of Jesus. But I do know that the devil loves to try and put doubt. I do know that the devil likes to try and remind you of the roosters that are in your life. And that's why I said, you know, it's time to roast the rooster. It's time to just get rid of the things that are in our lives to remind us of when we disappointed Jesus. Here's the thing. Uh, I'm not the greatest father in the world by, by a long shot. I'm learning how to be a dad. But I know one thing. My kids are never going to disappoint me. You're a child of God. And in Romans chapter 8, let me read this. Chapter from, from 14 to 17. For all of you who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. 
So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful, slaves. Instead, you receive God's spirit when He adopted you as His own children. Now we call Him Abba Father. For His spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are His children, we are His ears. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share His glory, we must also share His suffering. On a Saturday night, you're not going to disappoint God. And in fact, He trusts you more than you believe. But I believe there's, there's, there's reminders, there's little roosters that keep, you know, I can't imagine Peter just walking around. I, I just want to have a machete with me. Every time I whip the head off, it just frustrate me because I'd always be reminded of the time wherein I denied Jesus. But do we not walk around sometimes going, oh, that's, yeah, maybe I missed the mark. I tell you, it's just the lie of the devil. Jesus' heart is that he, the, the disciples were fishing in the boat and he went after them. You might be just walking along and doing what you normally do because that's what the disciples did when Jesus died. They went back to their old job. They just went back and did what they normally did. But Jesus went after them and He called out to them and He called Peter to the shore and He said, do you love me? He goes, I love you and I trust you. Tonight I want to tell you that Jesus trusts you. I want to tell you that it doesn't matter about the disappointments, that Jesus is for you. It's just a lie of the devil and tonight it's time that we kicked some of these roosters in the butt. Amen. Amen. Why don't we stand to our feet? We're going to just pray. I asked the team this afternoon. I said, "Can we pray? Can we can we sing that song? Fear doesn't live here no more." And uh, and we'll probably sing it again in a minute. The reason why I asked them to sing this song, Fear Doesn't Live Here No More, is because I know the background to how this story was, how this song was written. It was written by one of the worship leaders at Planet Shakers Church. And Planet Shakers are into their production and stage design and all that sort of stuff. And he was rostered down to play Keys, but Keys was up on a really high platform. And he's scared of heights. But he was like, okay, I've got to get up there. And so he got up there and he was, he was shaking and he was trembling. And he just prayed these words, fear doesn't live here no more. He just said, you know, fear doesn't live here no more. See, what came against Peter was fear. Fear of, I don't know what, fear of embarrassment, fear of failure, fear of whatever, but same with this worship leader, just fear fear grips us so you, might be, you might not like heights in this room well, maybe tonight, fear doesn't live here no more, let's, let's chop that rooster off but it's not about heights, it's about many things what's the rooster that you need to chop, what's the rooster that you need to roast tonight because Jesus trusts you and it's only a lie of the devil that holds us back. And so uh, 
If you want to come to the front, you can come to the front and worship. Just to say, you know what, God? Fear's not going to live here no more. If you don't want to, that's fine. But as we sing this song, I pray that you know that you're just getting out of the boat, you're going to the shore, and you're just having breakfast with Jesus. And He's saying, hey, I trust you. I'm empowering you again. Go and look after my sheep. Come on, let's worship Jesus tonight. Thank you for listening to this message recorded at Equipus Church Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com.